0: 49 is deep in the heart like Joe Montana in the corner deep part Harrison and stiff arm going 99 don't get it twisted one winning all with five time John Teller Jerry Rice down the sideline NTB greatest on the up all time groove Walgreens Bill better check with all students of Bill Walsh don't ever
1: forget Welcome to the 49 and faithful UK show It's week six and the Niners stay on the East Coast to visit Atlanta and the two and three Falcons. Those of us of a certain age will look back fondly on the days when a visit to the Falcons was an NFC West division matchup. While it's no longer a divisional game, the Niners could well do with a good win to stay ahead of the current NFC West teams. It's also the day of the first official 49ers watch party and the first such event to be held in the UK, we think. Uh, I'm Gareth Ellis and no surprises. I'm joined by Lee Gowland. Hi, guys. Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. And Najee Hello, everyone. Uh, so, business before pleasure. Let's look at the matchup. The Niners will have to adjust to missing a few faces to the injury room and take on the Falcons on their own patch. The Falcons have, however, struggled to get much offence going. So how will our defence defense, keep Mariota and Chums from having a big game?
2: So, to, to be honest, I mean, even if Borsa doesn't play... The the strength in depth we've got across the defensive line is such that um, we can still get pressure on the quarterback. Obviously, we've got Drake Jackson there. We've got um, Charles Omanehu. We've got Samuel Bukum. We've got some really good pass rushes. The feeling is that uh, Bosa will play some part in the game. Um, he might be used sparingly. Whether or not that's the case, we, we don't know. We'll have to wait until Sunday to see that. But I think the fact that our cornerbacks are playing so well at the moment, the combination of both the defensive line and the cornerbacks is going to make it really difficult for Marcus Mariota. You look at the um, the Atlanta Falcons' offence, and you, you maybe just look at Drake London, the uh, wide receiver rookie. He's having a decent season so far. But the rest of the team, uh, they, they do have the, the number one guard in Lind- Lindstrom. So he's playing well. But across the rest of the offensive line, they're pretty much the same as what the 49ers are. So I think we'll get pressure through there, no problem.
0: Neji? Uh, yeah, I mean, Mariota is kind of very streaky. He's very prone to, uh, to mistakes, I think. His first three games, you had a, a snap on a fumble. Uh, a fumble on a snap, I should say. Um, so I think, yeah, missing both... Uh, uh, and i Armstead for sure. Kinlo, I'm not. I um, haven't heard anything, but I wouldn't get my hopes too high. I think we're treading very lightly with him to make sure the injury isn't too bad. Um, I think it's not really putting pressure on Mariota that's going to win us or lose us the game, uh, as Lee just said. Uh, our corner is going to be, um, our secondary is going to be uh, the key to me, um, and with the way Ward and uh, who Fangers have been playing? I'd, I've got all the confidence that that's going to happen because, yeah, Drake London is good, but he's, he's a rookie. that will be his fifth game. Uh, they've got Calpets, let's not forget, which is supposed to be this generational tight end, but hasn't really broken onto the scene quite yet. Um, although he's, he's been solid, so it's not impossible that he has a good game, but you know, we stop Cooper Cup, uh, we stop, you know, um, much better opponent so far and i think overall their offense is although better than ours on paper and in terms of rankings uh i, I don't think there's anything we we should be worried about and we always have fred that we can put on carpet and he probably won't do anything the only worry obviously is that now we've missing iman so uh who is going to slot into into that role uh so jv is practicing almost fully so Maybe Jason Verrett, uh, at least at the beginning of the game, until he gets too tired. Um, but yeah, that, I, I think the matchup here is uh, is kind of a, a bit of a worry. And they, they lost Caldera Patterson, which I think was their best player. So uh, that's going to help us a bunch. Um, apart from that, it is, it's another mobile QB uh, in an offense that can potentially harm if they get going. But hopefully we can uh, we can stop that soon enough.
3: Paul? Yeah, I think some people have read too much, Gareth, in the Falcons against the Buccaneers. So I had a bit of time on my hands this afternoon after work and I went back and watched that game. And for three quarters, the Falcons were awful. The offensive line really struggled. I mean, they gave up uh, seven sacks when I was watching it and counting it down. And there were some errors in there that I thought, oh, actually, their offensive line isn't as good as people made out. The boys have talked about um, London. 22 receptions for 260 yards on the season. He's only got two touchdowns and he hasn't played against Mooney Ward yet. Who's was all our favourite um, number seven in the league. Kyle Pitts, a lot of people in fantasy, Nadji, are fuming with Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah. He's had 10 catches all year and he was drafted quite high. But I think this game, Gareth, is going to be won and lost in the trenches. We might not have Nick Bosa, but like Lee said, Drake Jackson, for me, is going to have a big game. And Mariota isn't the quarterback that maybe strikes fear into everyone's hearts like Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson he's had four TDs on the season Gareth four interceptions he's only got a 57 percent completion rate and I don't think he's as mobile as what maybe Nadji remembers him at college because <laughs> I I had to get that link in there Nadji I did some oh yeah no, tonight, I mean so.
0: I, I love the guy I think it is one of those I right, obviously he played for the Ducks so great QV, right but He's also uh, <laughs> he's also a, a good dude. I remember uh, him not being able to curse because he would be t- told off by his mom when he entered the league uh, back with the Titans. Um, but yeah, I think his ability to play the game at on, on the NFL level isn't quite there. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't have lost a job in, in Tennessee or in when he was in Oakland, he would probably have stayed uh, and took over. But he, as I said, he, he could... He had a hard game where he he goes off and runs for 200 yards or whatever. He he has done it in the past. So it's something that we have been weak against, you know, mobile QBs. But I think this year we've handled it pretty well. So hopefully we can do that again.
3: I mean, I think Arthur Smith will try and get the play action going. I think the Falcons, Gareth, have been quite run heavy. They'll get Mariota out on the boot. But I think our defence this year is showing that we're quite capable about that. We gushed over Fred Warner last week. So, as much as Nick Bosa might not be there and you think our front seven isn't as strong, you've still got those linebackers. You've still got that secondary. So, yes, Gareth, I've got my rose-tinted glasses on. It's Thursday. As you can see, I'm (laughs) all hyped up for this Sunday.
1: You were... You use that phrase a lot. I think they should be a red and gold tinted glasses, really. <laughs> that would be much better. I think yeah. Mariota, um, I only watched the highlights of the uh, Bucks-Falcons game, and and most of the highlights seem to be Mariota making a scramble. I think that's going to be a good test for other mobile quarterbacks that we're going to face in the, in the second half of the league. Who do you think is going to be tasked with making sure they mop up Mariota? Uh, Greenlaw, Warner or Huff?
0: Our mix of three, I would imagine, depending on what we do on every play, and I think they all have the ability to to do it. Uh, Greenlaw has been on fire. Uh, you know, we love Fred, obviously, uh, f- because he's been good since he's been with us, but so far, Greenlaw, apart from our first game against the, against the Bears, where the two silly penalties may have cost us the game, uh, since then, he's been absolutely flawless and double-digit tackle almost every week. So, uh, yeah, I think those two, those three, uh, could definitely uh, uh, have an impact, a- and I think because Sammy Womack should be starting, because uh, I think Leno might be uh, going a corner. If Jv is not ready, uh, he- he's-, he's got the speed, and hopefully the us to uh, to chase him down, make a tackle. He's a good tackler, so it mm. uh, should be all right. Yeah.
1: And on the uh, D line, assuming Nick Bosa is is limited, uh, which guy do you think is going to stand up and and start getting these sacks against a what looked to be a reasonably flimsy uh, Falcons O line, other than as a, the aforementioned uh, Lindstrom? Was it?
2: Yeah, Chris Lindstrom. Yeah,
1: Lindstrom. Who's going to Who's going to step up and uh, get the sacks? Yeah, so I think I think,
2: um, I, I think Drake, Drake Jackson might have a game. I'm mm. I'm looking towards him to to do the the setup. Um coming round the edge, I mean the, the two tackles I mean they're not bad but they're not elite level ta- tackles either. I would expect Hassan Ridgway, on the interior of the defensive line. I think he might have a game. Um Samuel Bukham has been fairly consistent. Um he he hasn't had a poor game yet, but he hasn't had an absolutely outstanding game, either. I think Although he's now it, playing at a level that is well above average.
0: Yeah, but again, on, not quite. He's, elite. On in, he's on the injury report, unfortunately, uh, listed with an Achilles, and he didn't practice yesterday. So
2: I think most uh, of the teams on the injury report are yeah, <laughs> well, fifteen the injury, at the moment.
0: The injury report's pretty long this week, but it's only with Wednesday. Wednesday is always the extra caution day, uh, so. Unfortunately, we taped this a little bit too early uh, to know what happened today on Thursday, uh, but we'll know. Well, we can give you an update on, on Sunday in the live podcast.
3: See, one of the things Nadji always says, Gareth, because you say I'm, I'm a stickler for saying the same things, is your playmakers make plays. So when you said about Hufanga, that's something that I automatically think of, thanks to Nadji. And I think Charles, come on Lee, help me out here with his surname. Omanehu. I think he'll have a big game on Sunday. I think, like you said, there are Ridgeway and Givens. And I think the sacks, Gareth, will come from the defence. We, we saw last week, Afanga got a sack. Fred Warner got a sack. I think, basically, wherever you want to pick your poison, Gareth, that's where it will come from.
1: Uh, I set Lee up nicely for a Womack first sack, and he, and he didn't take the bait. But yeah, we, it we've seen it all. No, it's
2: because yeah. I'm, I'm looking for Walmart to get interceptions. I mean, he's got a lot of catching up to do to get uh, 15 interceptions by the end of the season. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's going to have a game with 10 or something. <laughs> I look forward to that bold prediction.
1: Uh, so offensively, how do you think Kyle is going to approach this? We we looked OK versus the Panthers, and I can certainly see it being a very similar game plan because it worked. Uh, Do you think Kyle's going to mix it up a bit or do you think we're going to see much of the same?
2: I hope he mixes it up a bit because, to be honest, I mean, you look at the the Falcons' defence and you look at our offence and they kind of cancel each other out on paper. So I think he needs to try and do something a little bit different. As far as the Panthers game is concerned, I thought we were a little bit stop-start. We we didn't get a, a, a good rhythm going. Um, I mean obviously we put up thirty seven points seven from the defense, so thirty points on offense is still still a good return, but it just didn't feel as though we were fluid, it just didn't feel as though the rhythm was there um and I think it goes back to something that Naji always says the eye test, so obviously the score was great, but watching it, it didn't feel great, maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, no, it'll be it'll be much of the same, I think. Especially having TDP back, because he's back uh, fully practicing, is definitely going to be more of the same. Jeff Wilson first in a run game, and then uh, hopefully that opens it up for Debo and, and George and everybody else. But no, Carl's playbook is Carl's playbook. Um, we've been winning with it, uh, especially with Jimmy. The stats are out again with 35 and 15, and it's all Jimmy's doing is the best QBA ever to play the game. Um, so no, I think that's that's the route we're going to go for because when it does work, it does work pretty well. It's just um, trying to not get into this third and nine conversion where you're trying to and you're asking Jimmy to make those throws, uh, which he loves to do over the middle. And it to me, it's always a 50-50. It gets tipped, he throws it slightly behind or whatever, and it's either a great play or it's a pick. It's never... Just a normal play that gets, you know, right, the, the the job done. It never is. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm with Lee. I want to see a little bit more consistency and purpose in, to each drive where, it, I said it, I can't remember, who we won against, um, we had nine drives and scored on three or four, and we still won the game or something like that. I would like to see maybe less drives, but at least scoring every time or getting, you know, if we don't score, it's because something crazy has happened. Um, but yeah, I want us to, you know, just have the confidence that when we get the ball back, there's going to be points on the end of it. And then you ask your defense to just make a stop instead of, uh, you know, turning the game on its head and doing turnovers and pick sixes and that stuff, which is, which is extremely hard to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a bit more consistency. And the, the Falcons defense is 28th ranked in the league so far, and they have been falling behind quite a lot in every game they've played so hopefully we can really get to grips with that because if there's one thing we're really bad at it's closing games and then scoring points when we need to and putting the game away Uh, and the Falcons have have shown it twice now against the Rams and last week that they almost came back into the game despite having a massive deficit so they won't back down even if they're 30 points down so we're going to have to be able to get those drives going and score touchdown and score. Hopefully, Robbie Gold is fine and we can, pull, you know, if even if you have to quick five field goal, that's still 15 points, right? So um, that's what I want to see. More consistency, no more long drives instead of freezing out. Or just, oh, he's a big player. That's why we're on a drive, basically. Uh, so we can put the game away as soon as possible. Rest boss, rest everybody. Yeah, we need to rest uh, because we've got big games coming up.
2: So oh. in one way, are I kind of disagree with Najee. I want to see who's having 14, 15 drives all starting after a Sammy Womack interception.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll take that for sure. I was
3: going to say, say, Gareth, we need Jimmy to do something Jimmy's never done in his career as a 49er and that's have three games in a row Mm. without an interception. Like Najee said before, we, we don't need Jimmy to be elite. We just need Jimmy to... Be careful with his throws across the middle. And I think Coleman has given Shanahan a bit of his um, comfort of going back to the outside zone. I think if you watched before the Coleman game, he was trying a little bit different and he was letting Jimmy throw the ball a bit. But I think Coleman's emergence last week has added with TDP coming back. I do think maybe Shanahan goes back to running the ball first, getting on the edge, and then maybe not making Jimmy have to throw the ball as much. So, And I think it's given Kyle the opportunity to mix it up because before teams just used to think, oh, we're just going to run the ball, Gareth. But like we said against the Rams, we actually threw the ball more than we ran the ball. But I think on Sunday, for me, we'll go back to running the ball more.
1: Yeah, I think we're we're going to try and attempt to to establish that one game and uh, mix it up with a with a few passes. And I and I think as you've said, the important thing will be getting some points early uh, and then continuing just to keep the, that scoreboard ticking over, because we have faded in the third and fourth quarter in some games. And as you've pointed out, the the Falcons aren't going to back down. They're not going to back down at home. And they are still a, a two and three team. It's it's one game difference from us. So they're not to be uh, underestimated. I'm not going to call it a banana skin game, but it is. It's that definite sort of business game. You go in, you get your job done. Everybody does their their work, puts their shift in. And we are the better team. We should come out with the win. How about some bold game predictions before we move on to the score predictions? Let's start with Lee then and his Womack interception total.
2: Okay, then. fair enough. I'm I'm going to... Um... Oh, so we're doing bold predictions, not just predictions. Oh. Okay. Then. Yeah. Bold. So,
0: predictions so, are boring.
2: Sammy Womack, three interceptions. There you go, that's bold.
0: <laughs> if they play just Jason Verrett and Lamar, he's going to be gutted. <laughs> I'd be
2: very surprised if the player Jason Verratt. I, I think that's a huge risk.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if he starts and does the first series just to see how it goes and then go from there. But we'll see. We'll see what it says on the practice report, right? Because is he even listed on the practice report on the uh, injury? He's not even listed on the injury. So he's, he's fully practicing.
2: You know what? I'll tell you what. Let, let's go for a different ball prediction. Jimmy Grappler I have four... Throwing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns. Four. Four.
0: That that is bold. That is bold. Especially that it contradicts what I was going for. I was going to say that Wilson, Coleman and TDP will will have each a touchdown. Mm.
3: Well, obviously I led in with Jimmy not having a turnover, Gareth, which would be the first time in his 49ers career. So that would be three games in a row without a turnover. I think Jeff Wilson has another 120-plus yard game. And I'm going for two touchdowns for Jeff Wilson, but I'm also going for a pick six from Hufanga, because the box will explode, and oh. Naji will get a thousand manhugs off everybody because Hufanga <laughs> runs that one Hufanga or Womack getting a pick six will just be the icing on the cake for Sunday yep.
1: I think Marriott has certainly got a pick six in him, hasn't he? So it's, it's oh good. yes, yes, yeah I think you're about who it's going to be uh, I, uh, I, I'm going to stick with this I, I reckon that Ikes. Going to be up for a big game. I'm going for two TDs. Two of two of Jimmy's four will be to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, nice. And on the on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think it's going to be uh, a Menahou, who's going to come in with three sacks. Oh wow, that's yeah, nice, cool. So, lads, score predictions. Who's going to go first?
0: Oh, I hate this. For right, 44.5, <laughs> the uh, the over/under for people that care, we're five point favorite, which is uh, uh, were we were six and a half last week. We, now? Were. I mean, we were six uh,
2: and a half early this week against the Falcons, and it's dropped to we, five yeah. and a half.
0: Interesting. It's, those margins are massive. Uh, that's a, that's a big, big margin. People are clearly betting for us uh, in Vegas. So. Uh, Score prediction. Uh, I'm going to go the same as we did last week. I think we're going to win 31-15. Pool? Nice. Well, I looked bit, at the
3: Falcons' <laughs> previous games and they've, they've all been close, but because I've watched the most recent one was the Bucks, Gareth, and they they got beat 21-15, I'm going for a 27-17 49ers win. And I think we have a comfortable night down at the Box in Leeds. Let's hope so.
2: So That's I should have made this my ball prediction, but I'm going for a 24-0 win. I should have. Wow.
0: I mean, they've okay. got a very good kicker, so and that would beat, be good on special yeah, but, teams as yeah. well.
2: Yeah. yeah. But that kicker needs to be in range.
0: Yeah, he does. That's true. Mm.
2: I think since we had a a
1: fairly uh, comfortable game last week, I I doubt we're going to get two in a row. (laughs) I I think it might be a a little bit of a bum squeaker. So I'm going for a 27-24 Niners win.
0: Wow, the Falcons putting up 24 points on us. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I I really don't want it Even close, so. I really don't want it because we're playing the Chiefs next week. (laughs) <laughs> it's just yeah. I want this game to be done in the first quarter and then you rest everybody and then uh, we can go home back to San Francisco and prepare for that and and you know the, the Cardinals and the Seahawks are playing each other so one of those teams is going to drop another game mm-hmm. versus us and I have a sneaky suspicion that the Panthers might beat the Rams because of the new coach you know teams and fire coaches usually play really well the week after and the Rams are terrible so you should say
3: that, Nadi. My friend
0: Mike, who's
3: the Rams fan who joined us in Newcastle, Lee, he said on his own podcast earlier, the Panthers are going to win for that very reason. that "Yeah, yeah, just, it and
0: always I think, happens."
3: I think Vegas have got the Rams at like eight point five favorite or something ridiculously oh, wow. high, and he was like, "The Rams are terrible." So, yeah. and that's coming from a Rams fan. Before anyone hits me up with my DMs, or. So. <laughs>
1: So, thanks, lads. Uh, on to the watch party, which officially kicks off at 4.30pm on Sunday at the Box in Leet. Everyone is encouraged to get there early and make some new friends before the game starts at 6pm. We'll be treated to Levi Stadium atmosphere, scoring songs, raffles and giveaway items. Importantly, lads, do you have your gold rush uniforms ready for our halftime cheerleading performance? <laughs>
0: Didn't get that memo. Right. No? Yeah, well, it's good sewing. I,
3: I'm very often not left speechless, Gareth, and I think that's one of the <laughs> odd occasions in my life where I was a little taken aback. But, funny you should mention that. It will be the first time that all four of us will be in person, mm-hmm. not yeah. talking on a screen, and I don't know about you three, but I'm really excited about that. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching the game together. I will yeah. say, Gareth, that I think I'd like a lot more photos from this meetup. I think we were a bit reserved the last one. And with it being the first official do, I'd encourage everybody and anybody to take the four and, like you said, get there early and come and say hello. If you're yeah, new to yeah. the 49 the, the Faithful watch parties, come over, speak to us, tell us what you think about the pod, good and bad. We like all the feedback.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I make a point and I think, Lee, you're the same to try and go and see everyone introduce myself, even though that is pretty pointless half of the time because people listening to the show, which is still a weird experience. Um, but yeah, I try to speak to everybody and make them feel included and at least welcome them and have a chat for however long, you know, people want to chat, but, you know, feel free to come and say hello and mingle, but feel free to stay apart if that's, if that's your vibe, it's fine. You know, if you would just want to come watch a game, enjoy the atmosphere without being in the middle, that's fine too. You, you you come and you do you and everybody's respectful. So, but yeah, it, Come and tell us how, how bad we are this podcasting business, or how good we are. Uh, either way, it'll be good. It'll be fun.
2: Yeah, I couldn't have said that any better myself, Naji. Yeah, I mean we were all approachable. Come up, say hello. Um, the, 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 I've got a little bit of a concern because there was that many people there for the Bears yeah. game. I, I pretty much, I, I believe, I spoke to everyone, introduced myself. I think I did too. Um, so I, <laughs> I I'm going to have to now. Tried. Yeah. I'm going to have to now try and match the name to the face again. Oh, God, no way. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I might struggle there. So don't be offended if I get your name wrong.
0: Yeah. I wanna no, ask- I, yeah I'm notoriously extremely bad with name. It's a derivation of my job. I, I meet new people every day. And names just, uh, people tell me their name and I, it's gone before they even finished. So, um, yeah, uh, I will not remember your name if I saw you. A few weeks back. Sorry about that. It's nothing I was, personal.
3: I was just going to say, Nadji, another thing to remember as well, Gareth, I think the atmosphere is going to be There's going to be a mixture. There's going to be people there who are drinking. There's going to be people who are not drinking. Yeah. And it's a family-fun environment. And like you said, Nadji, last time, between me, you and Lee, we tried to get around the box and introduce who we were. Because there were fans there, Gareth, that had Niner uniforms on and you weren't sure whether they were part of our group. And like Nadji said, there was one lad who wanted to sit out on the side. Or I remember going over to him, Nadji, and he said, yeah, I'm part of the group. I've seen on Twitter, but I just want to sit and watch the game on my own. Yeah. And like you said, we respect that. And equally, have you picked your jerseys out, boys, for think I think I'm we'll going to
0: go. I think we'll have to go. I don't know if I want to go Trey, just because, you know, bad vibes. I might go Ayuk, just to, uh, again, same scenario. Same, uh, so is
3: that red or white?
0: Red, definitely. I don't have a white jersey, actually. I just uh, I, I, I do have one. It's a Sherman one, but uh, that's, that's, that's not relevant anymore. So I think my go Ayuk, red. I think, yeah, goes red.
2: without saying that, I'll be wearing uh, Sammy Womack. I've
1: yeah. got my uh, red, red 85, club 85 Ooh. presenting.
3: The only reason I'm asking is John Chapman, who kindly represented us out in Carolina, they're having their own Atlanta takeover show, but they're going yeah. for a white. They want everybody to wear white. Where right. You'll probably see on Sunday there'll be a mixture of red and white, but obviously I just thought I'd throw out there what jerseys you're wearing. So yeah, we're all wearing gonna wear, white,
0: aren't we, on the no. on the in a game? I think, I think so. Think. Yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah. wearing white road whites. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'll be honest. I was actually tempted to go with a road jersey this time, but I just can't bring myself not to wear Sammy Womack.
0: <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs>
1: i know from previous experience wearing a white shirt when there's there's beer and food yeah and, others, yeah, and a bit, the, there's the, yeah. a little bit uh, of a risk um so so maybe maybe the reds but obviously wear what you like represent your yeah, your current players your classic players uh wear your favorite um or or just come come as you are we'll be happy to meet anybody i think you've said it well come in say hello find find some Niners fans uh introduce yourself or Enjoy enjoying your uh, own company in the corner. Uh, we don't mind. It'd just be great yeah. to see as many people there as possible. Uh, and hopefully they'll be piping the box, the news, the uh, sounds of the box
3: into Levi
1: Stadium. Not really.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty cool.
1: <laughs> that would be. Anything, anything else to say on the watch party before we wrap up?
3: I was just going to say that obviously we've got the Discord, we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, People who are unsure, if they've come in for the first one, Gareth, or they've not been to Leeds before, if you're unsure, drop any of the four of us because we'll all be in Leeds, a DM, a message. I'm sure between the group, the different platforms you've got, you'll get there. If you stayed in the Easy Hotel, the box is literally a five-minute walk. Um, For those people who have reached out and asked me, I don't think there's any plans to go at the head of steam. I think it's just go straight to the box because Leeds is going to be busy and I think it's just going to have a nice... Build up to the game starting at six o'clock.
1: Fantastic. So, thanks, Jeds. Looking forward uh, to seeing you all. Looking forward to meeting yeah. you. It'll be, uh, yeah. First time. I uh, haven't seen Paul and Lee since the uh, uh, Bristol meetup. So, it's almost yeah, it's November. Yeah. The uh, time flies, doesn't it? So thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Hopefully we'll look forward to meeting a few of the listeners for, for the feedback, good and bad uh, on Sunday. Don't forget you can like subscribe and comment wherever you get your podcasts and you can check out the 49er faithful YouTube channel. We will be hopefully doing some sort of podcast recording uh, on Sunday. Uh, Hopefully we might be able to speak to a few of the other faithful as well, like we did uh, at the bears game. So, so that will be good. uh, if you do want to have a, a few words then then perhaps make yourselves known to us and um, we can see how many people we can possibly get round to speak to i doubt it will be everybody but we will <laughs> do our best as it were so look forward to seeing you all on sunday let's look forward to a good win and a good 49ers watch party go
2: niners, go niners. Bang, bang, man again. San Francisco
0: 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm 99. Don't get it twisted. One it all with five time. John Teller, Jerry Rice, down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Walgreens, Bill Belichick, were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.